All right, everyone. It's your boy T. Gibb from the Low Loafus Vet, aka Gibby. All right. This segment of my podcast is going to be juicy. I'm not gonna lie. The reason I think it's gonna be juicy because there's so much things I wanted to talk about in the last couple of days and weeks, but I just didn't find myself to do it yet because of personal things that was going on in my life that's still going on amongst other things that we'll talk about in other podcasts so um let's start off with this i want to talk about christianity again now last time i had a podcast well on the same season as this one i talked about faith i said it was going to be um, a step two to faith well Instead of a lingering step two of faith, I want to talk about the opposite of faith, which I um, explained last time. Uh, We have faith. It's more of something you believe. It's emotional. It's something you can't see. You just know that it's correct. The opposite of that is facts, pretty much. Uh, Two plus two, uh, something that could be scientifically proven. So I want to talk about that side when it comes to Christianity. Whew. All right. First off, I'm going to talk about the diffusion of Christianity. Christianity um, pretty much started, or the belief in God and Jesus pretty much started in Africa, uh, the Middle East. All right. So Africa, Asia. All right. Now it ended up diffusing to uh, spreading. That's what I mean by diffusing. It ended up spreading to places in Europe. And this is why the religion became popular. So um, a lot of people or historians ask, how did this religion become so popular? So I want to start off, and I'm not saying that I'm just the best historian ever or the best Christian ever, but I just want to talk about what I know about it. And the reason why, if I did not have, say, I did not have a lot of faith, what still steered me towards Christianity because of historic um, events that occurred that made me, that's making me believe that is correct, to be honest. All right. So um, in the Bible, it talks about Alexandria. Uh, that, that's a place that was conquered or a couple of places that was conquered by Alexander the Great, which was before uh, Jesus Christ was born. That's uh, historic facts. It also talk about the Persian Empire in the Bible as well, and Xerxes. All right, and that's basically was an empire um, that ended up spreading throughout Asia. Okay, uh, Asia, uh, mostly the Middle East, and then they were trying to infringe on the territories uh, that was going more westward in Europe. For example, um, Athens and uh, Greece. I'm pretty sure you've seen the movie. Um, 300. If you haven't, it's about the Spartans that try to hold the Persian Empire from infringing upon. Now, the reason why the Persian Empire was one of the best empires ever when it comes to expanding is because they allowed people to be whatever religion they wanted. It was historically a Zoroastrian religion, um, but they allowed you to be whatever religion you want. So if you want to be, have polytheism or monotheism or any of those things, they allowed it. And because 
they allow people to be whatever religion they wanted, they pretty much surrender easier. All you had to do was be ready to be called on just in case they went to war and if they needed taxes. Now, <laughs> if you ever heard of the Crusades, that's basically when um, Christians, uh, unfortunately or unfortunately, was trying to force people to become uh, Christians. Or, you know, they were trying to, it's a big history with that as well. They were trying to take over territory, the, the, what they believe the Holy Land is, and, and Islam believe what the Holy Land is, uh, Jerusalem, Israel. And it's funny because uh, Jerusalem and Israel, I thought was in Africa when I was younger, I promise. But it's actually in Asia. A, a nice set of the Bible is in Asia. And I didn't know that. I thought pretty much all of it was in Europe and Africa. So I learned that um, growing up. I didn't have a good education growing up. You know anything about my city, Vallejo, was one of the first cities in California, no, in America to go bankrupt. We didn't have a lot of good teachers. We didn't have a lot of police officers. They pretty much just passed students, okay? When I went to college, it hit me hard. I had to relearn or just learn everything. So I learned this stuff when I was in college, and I thought it was very, very, very interesting. Going back to what I was saying. Um, when you try to force, like, you know, the crusade, you try to force religion on people, it's harder to control them. Just, just imagine the United States. Uh, if President Trump or Obama or, or Bill Clinton, George Bush or whoever was like, hey, I'm going to be your president and all of you have to convert to the nation of Islam. There's going to be turmoil. There'll be no unity. But because we are a democracy, I'm sorry, a democratic republic, it's another, another uh, lesson, but uh, we're a democratic republic. We can be whatever we want when it comes to religion. And that makes us unite a little bit more, hence the United States. Now, the Persian Empire had that same mindset. And that's why they're so successful. However, the reason why I brought them up is because they were brought up in the Bible and they were stopped by someone named Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great was, um, I believe he was, he was Greek. And he never lost a battle until he died. Uh, he, he rode a horse that no one else could ride. His father told him to go out there and venture off and um, uh, take over other territories because you'll be a great man. And he did exactly that. Now, the reason I brought him up is because he ended up conquering cities and started calling them Alexandria. And because he had so much territory in uh, Africa, around Europe, uh, Mesopotamia area he pretty much took over the territory of the Persian Empire okay which was one of the most dominant empires ever so now that he, he has those territories um, it's no longer or they're trying to no longer um, have that mindset of you can be whatever religion you want now I'm not saying that Alexander the Great was a, a Christian Matter of fact, I think he believed in the Greek gods and um, all of those. But when he he ended up dying, other people ended up coming into power. Uh, later on, like, you know, Emperor Constantine, who was obviously a Christian. And um, who else? Uh, well, that's besides the point. But people who uh, were Christians ended up taking over the territory that Alexander the Great had. And that helped with the diffusion of Christianity as well. So, I'm going to get a little bit uh, more specific. I'm going to use um, a Bible reference that I like. Um, this, there's a guy named Saul. 
Okay. Now, Saul was a man that thought he was doing God's um, bidding by persecuting Christians, meaning he thought he was doing God's bidding by killing Christians because he was part of the Roman Empire or the Roman Republic at the time, whatever it was. He was part of that. And Christians were basically seen as, you know, Jews and them going against the law. And in Saul's mind, he's like, I have to, I'm an official, I have to protect the law. So I'm doing God's bidding because the, the, uh, Caesar is is under God. Our emperor, our head, which is Caesar, is under God. So we have to persecute, we have to kill off the Jews and anybody that say that they're a Christian pretty much. So he thought he was doing what he was supposed to be doing, you know, abiding by the rules of the Lamb. However, he ended up having an encounter uh, with God on the road to Damascus. Now, this is the thing. Remember, he's a Roman citizen. Okay? So he lives in Italy. Uh, or, or far. He, he, he lives far. He's, he's in the Roman territories. Okay? Romans in Italy. Now, he was on the road to Damascus. And Damascus is in Syria, which is um, in the Middle East, closer to Israel and uh, uh, Jerusalem, which Jerusalem is in Israel. So he traveled from Europe to the Middle East and had an encounter with God. Now, remember, at this time, Christianity wasn't really spreading like that. It was just in the remote area of uh, the Middle East and uh, parts of Africa. When he had the encounter with God, he ended up being blinded. And um, he asked Saul, why have thou um, persecuted me? And you know, Saul's like, how? He's like, you, you, you're killing my people, <laughs> basically. So you're doing the wrong thing. So long story short, Saul ended up converting to Christianity and his name ended up changing to Paul. And I believe he got a sight back in three days. Uh, and he, he didn't eat or drink water in three days either. So this, this is the thing that helped the diffusion of Christianity, the spread of Christianity. Paul, being a Roman citizen, ended up moving back towards Europe and Italy and Roman territory. And while he was doing that, he was spreading Christianity. Now, no one else, no disciples, no apostles, no one else could have did the job that Paul did. Because he was a Roman citizen. If anybody else, any Jews or Christians who went up there, they would have been slaughtered. They would have been killed. They're, they were hiding um, um, from the uh, Roman soldiers and everything. But because God decided to use Paul. And, and, and it's funny because some of us think you got to be, oh, a super Christian. Um, I have a, a, another podcast and it's not about you know education or religion or any of that, any of that stuff. It's just me and my friends climbing around and having fun. Which, which, which God allows. And I don't know why people think you can't do stuff like that and be a Christian at the same time. But being a Christian is not being holy than thou. It's about, um, it's really about getting out there and helping as much people as you can. And not just the Christians, but people who, who want to be or people who don't know what they want to be. And that, and Paul is one of my favorite people because he was doing the exact opposite. He was killing people. He was killing people and God still 
use them for the glorification of his kingdom. Matter of fact, probably one of the uh, biggest inspirations when it comes to the Bible, because this allowed what I believe allowed the spread of Christianity to Europe. And you're going to see why this is important. Because at this time, we're not even thinking about the Americas or, or any of the other continents. But this is just remotely in the Middle East, Africa, and soon to be in Europe. So Paul ends up um, traveling through Roman territory and he's spreading Christianity, spreading the love of God, uh, Jesus, this, this, that, that. And he's considered to be an apostle now. Um, now. So I don't have a map in front of me, <laughs> but if you could look at a map, you will see how far Italy is um, from Damascus. So without even like trying to think about the Bible or anything of that nature, it's very hard for historians to explain the spread of Christianity. Like without Paul, it's very hard for me, a historian, to explain the spread of Christianity because I'm how else would it get um, spread through Europe without Paul? Which is another reason that um, helps me believe that the Bible is correct. I mean, without Paul, uh, Christianity could have probably just stifled and shut down in the Middle East and Africa. Why? Because they were persecuting Christians. And I ain't gonna lie, the Christians were hiding. And Paul was bold. He 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 ended up hiding a little bit later, but before that, he went uh, went up there, like I said, towards uh, territory in Italy and Europe and uh, Rome, ended up spreading Christianity. So he does that. And then eventually he dies. Now, the reason why this is important, because years, hundreds of years later, uh, uh, um, even at this time, uh, a Caesar is exposed to what Christianity is. Um, uh, Other places are exposed to what Christianity is that's remotely close to Italy and Rome. And then guess what? What ended up happening in Rome um, in the first place? I'm sorry, not in the first place, but what ended up happening in Rome is they end up having a pope later. And then eventually the start of Catholicism, being a Catholic. Now, of course, there's some, you know, some tension and some some history when it comes to that, because uh, a lot of that was due to, um, you know, power and uh, uh, territory more so than, hey, we have a faith in God and we're going to spread this religion because of the faith of God. Will also help with the diffusion of Christianity is a man named Martin Luther, who wrote the 95 Thesis. Now, this guy was important because at first, uh, some parts of Christianity and some uh, was a problem because they were trying to use the people um, for money, something called indulgences, uh, cardinals, uh, and um, other high officials that actually wrote the Bible because they didn't have a, you know, a, a copy machine or anything in the print, printing press at the time, and they had to write it, so they wanted to be compensated. But, of course, you have um, people who really believe what they're doing is God's work, but you also have people that was trying to make more money, you know, like Judas in the Bible, people that was trying to uh, really just make a profit. So they would tell people, hey, um... During these times of wars, uh, people were worried about going to heaven and hell. 
So what these people that wrote the Bible uh, would do would tell them, like, hey, come and do some Hail Marys, uh, make the cross symbol uh, across your chest, on your head, get anointed with oil, this, and I'll interpret the Bible for you. But you have to pay me a lump sum of money for it to be interpreted, and then we will bless your soul to go to heaven rather than um, damnation or hell. And obviously that was an issue. And someone that brought that to attention is a guy named Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King Jr., not Martin Luther King, his father. But where they pretty much got their name from, I'm pretty sure, is the original Martin Luther. And he wrote a 95 thesis and put it on the church doors and basically explained how indulgences, basically making money from other people to try to part their uh, sins and um, have them go to heaven, was completely wrong. And end up starting his own church or his uh, a bracket of Christianity called Lutherism. And then later on came Calvinism and amongst other things. So now Christianity is starting to really spread. So that also helped with the diffusion of uh, Christianity. What also helped is, and I brought this up in an episode before this, one of the episodes, is the Renaissance. Uh, the Renaissance is basically... Um, in Italy and uh, it was a time when people could splurge now this didn't affect everyone because everyone couldn't splurge but this was a time in history when they were making money and so because they're making money or they're comfortable they were drawing paintings and uh, sculptures and things of that nature and then all of a sudden you have um, things like the Last Supper okay uh, you have the, the sculptures of uh, uh, David and Pieta, the one with a uh, mother holding um, Jesus in her lap when she died, Pieta. And so this also helped the spread of um, Christianity as well. Whew. So the reason why I want to have this episode is to try to explain to people because some people can't wrap their head around faith. Now, you need faith. You need faith to believe in God. But some people want a little bit more, you know, history or facts or, you know, stuff they can look up. So if you don't believe what I'm saying, which is fine, because I'm not perfect, you go ahead and look these things up. Look it up yourself. Do your own research. I mean, that's what I had to do. That's why I want to be a historian in the first place. I, I told my dad that. I want, to be a hist- I want to be a historian in the first place because you could look up information and uh, you relate it to credible sources to try to find out what the truth is. Unlocking the mystery of life. And that's what life to me, is, what part of life is about. I didn't want to just be a Christian because my dad and mom told me I was a Christian growing up. I'm a reasonable person. I'm not just going to do something that somebody says because they say it's right. I prove to me it's right. Why is this right? Why isn't Buddhism right? Or or why isn't Hinduism right? Or why isn't uh, being a Muslim right? Like, why is Christianity specifically right? So I specifically looked up the information myself. I study Buddhism. I study Hinduism. I um, even study Rastafarian, Unism. I study all type of different religions. And for me, hands down, the one that makes the most sense because it lines up with history 
it, uh, it lines up with my faith. I must admit that. And you might say, oh, well, you're a little biased going in. I try not to be as biased as possible, but guess what? I might be. I'm human. But hands down, Christianity makes the most sense. It seems like to me it, it'll be you are stubborn and it's harder to come with a with a different religion just because unless, unless you grew up in that religion. And then you just say, hey, I'm going to do this because my, my parents brought me up like this and, and that's what I'm going to do. But it's harder to make. It seemed like there was not a God and not a Jesus. Then just to say, hey, there was. Like I said, just, you know, looking up some um, historic documents that I found, uh, studying all through college, and of seeing it myself when it comes to faith and prayer and believing and, and meditating and things of that nature. I'm, I'm glad that I'm on. <laughs> And, you know, this is my belief, so don't get mad at me for saying this, but I'm glad I'm on the right side of the fence. All right. It's, whoa, it's been 21 minutes. I guess I'll sign out right now. Um, tell me what you guys think about this podcast. Um, I know it's was, it was a little lengthy and there was actually some other stuff I want to talk about. I might talk about it on another podcast. Um, let me know, you know, give me feedback so I can know what to talk about next time. Like, don't gotta be a goody two shoes and be like oh man it was good it was nice like hey tell me what you like and tell me what you don't like because if both people say hey i don't like this then you know i'll i'll stop doing that whatever it is i'll stop doing that and start adding stuff that uh, people like but i'm always going to try to be educational i'm always going to try to be educational because like i said more than anything i feel like i'm out here to help people and i think everybody should feel that way too you being on this world, there's no coincidence. Like, oh, that's a coincidence. Or, oh, that was an accident. There's no accident. I was reading the Bible the other day. It was talking about the blind man. Or one of the blind men. There was a couple of them. One of the blind men. And then I believe the disciples asked, hey, who fault was this? His mother or his father? And Jesus looked at them like, neither of their fault. This is for the glorification. And I'm paraphrasing for the glorification of God. This person is blind on purpose so God can be glorified. I know some of you will probably have problems with that. You're like, so you're telling me that people are blind, people are disabled, people are not what people consider norm for the glorification of God? Yeah, just because someone doesn't sit or um, is the way that you think they're supposed to be because you're comparing them to yourself because you think you're perfect. That doesn't mean that it's not in God's perfect will. His perfect plan. So you got to stop being so self-centered and saying, God is wrong for doing this. God is wrong for doing that. How, why are you right? You're a creation of him. And if you don't believe you're a creation of him, you, you believe you're a creation of something else. Why would you think you're right instead of the, the, um, the author of the um, world? He knows the number of hairs on your head. Are you serious? I mean, mine is none because I'm bald-headed. But... He knows the number of hair on your head. Not just, oh, you have um, 560 strands of hair. No, no, no. He knows the specific number. Oh, there goes one. There goes 402. Oh, there goes 208. So you telling me you'll tell this guy, the author of the world, that you know better than him? Come on, stop being so self-centered. Stop being selfish. And just be open get out your box 
And I realized I had to get out of my box as well. Because if you know me, you know, if, if I think I'm right, I think I'm right probably like 98% of the time. And it's only because uh, from, from what I study or what I believe and things like that. And, I, and I'm trying to get out of that. I'm trying to get out of that, okay? All right. Um, like I said, if you if you like this, please let me know. If you didn't like it, let me know as well. Um, I'm going to try to do some more. And I'm going to try to actually do a segment every day on this thing called uh, uh, NoFap. I looked it up on YouTube. My friends brought it to my attention. And I think it's extremely important, especially for our male population. And I'm going to talk about it every day. I'm going to do my best to try to uh, abide by the NoFap rules. And it's going to be very interesting because it's a topic that a lot of people do not talk about at all. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can look it up. But I'm going to start a segment on that today. And I'm going to give the daily grind of the NoFap and how I feel, my emotions and uh, my masculinity and uh, my faith and uh, health and everything. I'm going to just tell the truth because like I said, it's not about me being embarrassed or anybody uh, laughing at me. It's about helping other people. All right. All right. Y'all have a blessed day. This is like I said, T. Gibb, Gibby, Lofus Vet, Coach, whatever you want to call me. Signing out. Oh, that's cool. David Cook just hit me up on Snapchat. Munchie, it's his birthday today. Awesome. Hey, happy birthday. Shout out to my boy Munchie. All right, much love. Y'all have a good one.